The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. How is your work life going? Business? Home? Social? How about your health? Could you make some changes? Of course you could, but how and where to start? This is Turn the Page with Hemda Mizrahi. In this program, we'll help you identify and make the changes in your life that need to be made. And by doing so, increase your potential for success. And now, here's your host, Hemda Mizrahi. Welcome to Turn the Page. I'm Hemda Mizrahi. I'd like to read a quote from a book written by Deborah Tannen, who is an internationally recognized linguistics expert. The book is called Talking from 9 to 5, Men and Women at Work, and is one of many published works that describe Dr. Tannen's research on how communication, both verbal and nonverbal, affects relationships. In the scene that Dr. Tannen presents, she is attending a conference and is observing the female presenters. Here's her description of one presenter. Her hair was cut in a fashionable style that left her with only one eye, thanks to a side part that let a curtain of hair fall across half of her face. As she looked down to read her prepared paper, the hair robbed her binocular vision and created a barrier between her and the listeners. Here's a second observation. Another woman's hair was a frosted blonde avalanche falling over and beyond her shoulders. When she spoke, she frequently tossed her head, thus calling attention to her hair and away from her lecture. Both of these scenes describe women whose hairstyles might have been really complementary in social situations and may not have been the best choices for presenting at a conference. These examples speak to the focus of today's show, which is about how decisions related to hair can have an instrumental impact on your life. Like the woman Dr. Tannen describes, hair can affect your career and how people perceive you in ways you might not anticipate. It seems that dressing for success has a lot to do with looking strategically at what you want to accomplish. Joining us to share his expertise on this topic is a pioneering entrepreneur in the beauty industry. For the past 45 years, Colin Lively has been both a hairstylist and image consultant to clients who've reached great heights in their professions. He brings the perspective of having owned and run prestigious salons, and most importantly, the hands-on view that comes only from behind the salon chair. Colin styles hair in New York City, Cleveland, and Greensboro, North Carolina. Colin, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you, Hemda, for having me. And you're, this is one of my favorite topics, talking about the impact of, of hair. Wonderful. One thing that I want to mention is that I love how you describe yourself as a beauty interpreter on your website. Tell us more about your approach to styling hair and also why 
decisions about hair are so important in our lives? Well, especially for a woman in 2015, there are, there are so many mixed messages we get through advertising and, and television and whatnot. Uh, a woman today plays many roles. She, she plays, you know, wife, mother, girlfriend, lover. She also plays, you know, female executive. We still have the glass ceiling thing, and even though many women are, are as, co- as accomplished as, as any man would be, image for a woman in the workplace becomes really key to how far her job can go. And I know you've worked with a lot of women along the lines of looking at what their goals are, what their career goals are, beyond career, right? You have different times in their lives when they may need a boost, so it'd be interesting just to hear some scenarios from your own experience. Maybe we can start with career about how you worked with someone and it really made a decisive difference in the results they were able to achieve in their career. Well, one of my most, one of the moments I'm the most proud of uh, happened with a four foot ten inch woman actually in Cleveland, Ohio, who sort of inherited the position of the head of a major law firm that her father and uncle had started. But she was blonde, long hair, and only four feet ten. So she didn't appear to be like from a physical point of view. And this this is something that isn't easy for a lot of people to hear, but it's but harsh reality. So she wasn't taken as the serious partner uh, in this law firm. So I said, we have to um, change the way you look, the way you dress, and more importantly, the way you wear your hair. As a blonde, it's only four feet, 10 inches, um, and still very young at the time. She was only in her mid-30s. I said, you need a powerful haircut, and you also need a powerful color. The most powerful the most powerful hair color, and hair color is sometimes very underestimated in a woman's image, um, is dark. Even though she wasn't a, a natural brunette, she looked like a natural brunette. And the dark hair, and it was very dark brown, not black, but, but very dark brown, gave her strength in the meetings and working with clients. Also, because her hair, she wanted to get her hair up in a ponytail because when she got home, she was also a housewife and mother to three small children. So she was a, she wanted to be able to pull the hair up. But when the hair is down and it's long on a four foot 10 inch woman, it, it doesn't help her. It makes her look even smaller and shorter. So we cut her hair into a short-ish style. The husband didn't like it. So I, in my sort of like snippy way, said to her, your husband doesn't count. His opinion doesn't count when it comes to your professional image. And that image was one of my most powerful images and actually garnered me a lot of uh, executive women as referrals from her because they saw what had happened. Mm -hmm. But hair can change a person's life. You know, I talked to you, Hemda, um, about markers in a person's life and especially for women you know they dream about what they will be when they grow up and in in my age group they want to be nurses and mothers but I think that the ideas of what little girls want to grow up to be are different some even want to grow up to be president of the United States so um, markers are you know your first kiss Mm -hmm. Uh, a couple of questions for you 
in the scenario that you describe about this petite, lovely lady mm. at the law firm, did she receive any comments about the change that occurred? Because was she naturally a blonde? She was naturally very light, and she was okay. having the <laughs> my least favorite color accessory highlights, which made which weaken the the, the image of a, of a person when we think of blonde or highlighted hair, we think of a fairy princess. We don't think of a strong, powerful attorney. So I had to get her away from that mindset. So it wasn't so much that people said things. She just started getting treated differently. And a lot of what she does is she travels and she speaks. So the reception, like like what Deborah Tannen said about the too stylish hair, too stylish hair does not work when you when you need to compel when you need to compel an audience and get their attention. It will it weakens your your message in the sense that it creates a distraction, really a distraction. from the business purpose. Well, flipping your hair around is is a distraction. A, a, lot, a lot of people do flip their hair around, and I even talk to them. Don't flip your hair. You know, don't stroke your hair. It's something that a lot of women do. They stroke their hair while they're talking. So a lot of what I do with a client is actually even, you know, body language changing everything. Mm-hmm. So in this situation, just finishing up on the hair topic, it would be interesting to hear about the body language, a darker look, and you literally actually lifted her hair. Yes, shortened and, it and darkened it. Right. And that... That, based on what you're sharing, then created a more serious, a more credible persona for her. For her, it was the perfect. It was the perfect way to go for her hair. Then, then you know, we come into other things, wardrobe, and I, I also helped her with wardrobe because we were dealing with a diminutive figure. So, but this is about hair, mm-hmm, right? <laughs> Are, are there any scenarios in which, in this particular situation, law firms, right, you tend to maybe want to have more of that conservative, traditional, trustworthy, those are kinds of some of the things that you might want to put out there as messages working in the field. It's more of a power, I suppose, persona. So I was just wondering if there's any scenarios in which you might have made different choices around... Oh, the hairstyle and the hair color, because really we're talking about coming down to what the person's goals are and what, what environment they're in, what their context is. Well, yes, uh, I'm talking about her, her, you know, her size, but a lot of times I have to do the, the opposite. Each person is different and each personality is different. On the flip side of that, we can have a, a, a tall, imposing person, and if they have sort of an assertive or aggressive personality, then my role is to soften their image. So it becomes the flip of uh, the, the attorney. Uh, <clears throat> I was flown out to California a few years ago to work with someone who was the new president of a, of a major company that works a lot with movies and particularly the Academy Awards I don't want to name names here but what they were concerned about with this woman was that she was sort of like a bulldozer you know she wasn't good at managing down they wanted her to be managing up so part of her was she had a very stringent look hair that was 
pulled back in a constricted bond. So in that case, I had to soften her. And in that case, I gave her you know, a different haircut that was above the shoulders that she could quickly, easily do five hot rollers so she get a, got a little more feminine with the look. And in, also in that case, I did put some blonde highlights around her face because, because of her powerful bulldozer kind of way of managing. And it, and it certainly helped, along with working with a coach on how to manage from the bottom up. Mm. So it seems in this situation, you helped to soften her persona, and then at the same time, you also wanted to really work with her personality. Yes, and a, a lot of times, you know, their jobs are on the line, and a lot of companies hire us, hire me, they'll hire me or a team of image consultants to work with their key people. A lot of, a lot of my clients are in the C-suite. They're about to be presidents of corporations. So that it, when they go out on the world stage to represent these companies, uh, it becomes crucial that everything be in place and sometimes it can get down to do you have that kind of hair that blocks your face when you're speaking if people are equally capable of doing the job the one who presents the best image for the image of the company gets the job so in these situations for the most part these are individuals who are really high profile who are coming to you based on the feedback that they have received within the organizations about improvements they need to make. Absolutely. And, and I always work with someone from the organization before I meet the client. And so I'm in on what it is that I need to work with. And I never have resistance. You, you, know, you would think that someone would, would resent this, but they don't. They become very easy for me to work with, and they um, are always open. And I never take a person out of their comfort zone completely, but sometimes I have to take them close to out of their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And, and, and husbands are my biggest problem because they get home and the husband doesn't like it. And I always say, like I did to the attorney, your husband's vote doesn't count here. How does that play out in reality as you're looking at what's important to them personally, what's important to them in their careers, and the husband not liking the hair? Well, he gets used to the hair. Sometimes it's a shock. Um, Another thing, sometimes this is gradual. First of all, you don't want someone to walk into work the very next day looking like they had a complete overhaul. So sometimes this is gradual. I'm a very strong Person. I believe very strongly in hair color. Hair color, for me, is more important than haircut or hairstyle. Mm-hmm. And I, hair colors strengthen an, an image. Or, you know, in the case of the woman in California, they can, they can, it can soften an image. Most people need to strengthen their image, however. Mm-hmm. That's interesting because it brings to mind the messages that different colors convey. When you're working with people, essentially, on their choice of cl- accessories and clothing, and then the same thing with hair, you were because you were talking about the dark look and that transition from blonde to dark and the impact that that has. Yes. Well, uh, when it comes to hair color, dark hair is always more convincing and compelling for for 
giving the impression that this is a powerful, important person. I'll give you a good example, though, of how when blonde can work. Imagine someone like Hillary Clinton as a brunette. You know, she's a, a woman who's very compelling speaker, whether you agree or not. She's a compelling speaker. She has very definite ideas. She's not a pussycat. She's definitely, you know, a, pres- a, a, a power to be reckoned with. Blonde, for her, works because it takes a woman who could be perceived as aggressive and it turns her into the lady next door, at least from the way she looks. Mm. So there's this element that if a person's goal, one of their goals really is to have an experience of relatability with people and accessibility. Yes, yes, that, that, that it works for who they are. Mm-hmm. She, is she a natural blonde? Uh, probably not. <laughs> probably this time she's probably a natural gray, but they create the multidimensional blonde, which is easy to create on gray hair. I'd love to talk more about that when you take a look at really helping a person to experience themselves as authentic, what they're starting out with in life, what heredity grants them, and then the changes that they make. That's an interesting dimension. We're going to go to a brief commercial. I'm Hemda Mizrahi, speaking with beauty and industry image consulting entrepreneur Colin Lively. When we come back, we're going to talk more about style trends and more about the impact of color in your decision about hair. Stay with us. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Imagine you hired a designer to redo your kitchen. Working with an expert to meet your needs was such a high. You're enjoying the new feature so much that you're waking up early to write the book that's been in your head for five years. The raised Caesar stone countertop and cushioned back stool are your writer's desk. With this comes the realization that all of the rooms in your home need to be redone to match the level of your kitchen. This scenario demonstrates my approach to executive and lifestyle coaching. It involves understanding what compatibility means to you at different times in relationships, career, nutrition, and other quality of life areas. It's also about elevating your game personally and professionally. Given my multidisciplinary expertise, we can address a range of needs that are critical to your fulfillment and success. I'm Hemda Mizrahi, Managing Director of Life and Career Choices, a global executive coaching and concierge practice. Learn more about my services and contact me through lifeandcareerchoices.com. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Turn the Page with Hemda Mizrahi. Got a question or comment for the show today? Please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to hosthemda at gmail.com. Now, back to Turn the Page. Welcome back. I'm Hemda Mizrahi, speaking with hairstyling and image consulting expert Colin Lively. 
we talked about the impact of hair on a person's professional presence. And most recently in the conversation, we started to talk about the topic of color and how important that is. Where we left off was looking at a person's natural coloring and the experience of shifting that coloring in relation to meeting the specific goals that person might have with their career. And Colin, I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. I know that you mentioned that clients come to you at a, at a very high level, really based on suggestions from their organizations about style changes that they need to make, either to be more approachable or, or to come across as more credible or have a little bit more of that power image, and that they tend to be quite open and cooperative in working with you. Always. Mm-hmm. So what I'm curious is about is when you think about style and image, essentially, and we want to convey an experience of authenticity to people. People want to be able to, to experience that they're really getting a sense of our true selves. And we know that a lot of times things happen on an unconscious level, that people are responding really to the nonverbal aspect of our presentation, just like the example that you gave with the person at the law firm who changed her hair from blonde to brunette. No one made comments to her about this change, although she started to notice that they were treating her differently. So there might have been some, something going on on their end unconsciously in their response to her. Well, and especially the people that she didn't know yet. Those that already know you, of course, they have things to say. Um, you know, another names that I can name, you know, I, I spoke about Hillary Clinton before we took a break. Let's look at another uh, important woman in the, in the political arena. Let's look at Carly Farina. Um, you know, Donald Trump, the nerve of him, made fun of Carly Farina's hair. <laughs> but Carly Farina's hair, if I were to do it, I would get rid of the highlights and I would make her hair monochromatic. You know, talking about hair color, sometimes it's not the hair color you're born with, but it can be the, the, it can be the hair color you could have been born with. So in Carly Farina's case, she has brown eyes. So the level of hair color should never be lighter than the level of the eye color. Brown-eyed people generally look best in darker hair. It can run from auburn to black. Blue-eyed people, on the other hand, can run from platinum blonde all the way to black. Blue-eyed people have a much much greater challenge in choosing a hair color because they have so many options. The more options a person has, the more difficult it is to zero in on a hair color. But I, sh- I like monochromatic hair, which means there, there are no highlights in it, unless the highlights are going to soften a very strong personality. Mm. And then hairstyles that work best. One, one question before we go to okay. hairstyles is, what's the reason that you like monochromatic more? M- monochromatic hair doesn't distract when I look at Carly Farina, and I happen to like Carly Farina, but when I look at her, there is too much going on with the hair color and not enough going on with the cut. So it looks stiff, it looks starched. I would soften her through one or the other, the color, the haircut, probably both if she were to sit in my chair. Her hair is thin, so there isn't an awfully lot she could do with it, but the color could certainly be enhanced. Mm-hmm. So. When it comes to noticeable highlights like these big streaks, they work 
on the fashion runway, they don't necessarily work in the boardroom because they're, they're too distracting. Mm-hmm. Right. So that seems to be a key point that Deborah Tannen made, and that's a reality based on your experience as well, working with so many high-level executives. The hair should complement, not, dis- not distract. If, if what you remember most about a, about a woman is her hair, then the rest of it got lost. And, and remember, hair is what frames the face, and we always look at the face, in particular the eyes. So that's, to me, that is the most important accessory. I look at hair as an accessory. I don't look at it as just fibers you know, popping out of the scalp. It becomes the key component. What's important about the eyes? complimenting the eyes because that's what we see and if the eyes become weaker like light color hair around brown eyes weakens the eyes it makes the eyes look dark it gives them sometimes a sunken look um, can make them look small the minute you frame the face in a hair color that's the same level or darker than the eye color, that's when the eyes come come out. You want to be able to see the eyes mm. and not have them disappear. Essentially, our eyes are really our vehicle for connection with other people. They're a vehicle for self-expression, for helping us to really communicate our vitality to other people. The Basically. windows to the soul, that's what they're called. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, so, it, they're, and it's true. So that's an interesting point that based on your perspective, the issue of color and style can help people to really experience a stronger connection with you. When I'm working with a brown-eyed person, I take a black and white picture, and then we look at the levels of gray, you know, the white to black thing. If if in a black and white picture the eye shows up as a darker gray, it's the wrong hair color. It doesn't matter what the hair color is. It can be red, brown, whatever. Mm-hmm. But in a black and white picture, if the eyes appear darker, then we have to go darker in, in the hair color. This sounds like not an everyday approach that you might see. And I know myself from my own experience traveling New York City, trying to find a hairstylist who's like you was really difficult. So for someone listening who's thinking, wow, I haven't had this depth in my experience of a hairstylist, and this isn't to criticize a hairstylist, but more so that you bring a lot of different dimensions to the work that don't seem to be very common. Well, and it's also why I work freelance because it's it's it became difficult for me to work in a salon because you know most employers think you're taking too much chair time. So in New York City where our rents are 30,000, 50,000 a month for a beauty salon, there's there it gets down to chair time. And I need more chair time than most salons are willing to allow. If you describe your process also for someone listening who may not have found uh, someone who has a similar approach to you, if you could describe your process from when you meet a person, what steps do you take them through? Well, I mean, not all my clients are going to be the next CEO of Pfizer, but um, all my clients come word of mouth. And generally, the people that I get as first-time clients are hear about me as more than just a hairdresser. However, I don't go into that kind of consultation with every client that I see, although always my consultation includes 
lifestyle, goals, you know, um, status. Is there a boyfriend? Is there, you know, is this a single person, sometimes a, a divorcee or a widow? Would they like a romantic future? Uh, where where are they in the workplace? Do they want to move up? Do they want to start retiring? So I put all of those ideas, I take all of those components and I come back with ideas that will fit to the best of their ability through through hair color and haircut. Mm-hmm. Right. And so and this is absolutely relevant to anybody listening. Oh, to anyone. We all have that same desire really to be authentic in the world and to feel alive and to express some of the things that we have on the inside. I mean, I have a client who's an award-winning poker player. (laughs) And and a lot of poker players wear sunglasses, but I said, you have to wear big sunglasses. You don't want them even Mm -hmm. looking over the the frame and seeing what your eyes are doing. Uh, An occupational hazard. (laughs) And in her case, I also made her a blonde so because she came in, you know, like a poker player. So I said, you know what, you have to come in like a delicate flower and catch them off guard. And it works. She's like a Venus flytrap when it comes to the poker game. Who would have thought? So, I mean, I have a lot of fun with this. And and I see uh, a person's life just totally expand because we all sort of get stuck. You know, we reach a certain point and we have so many detractors. Uh, We have previous experiences. Sometimes they leave us a little daunted, scarred, and others bolster our confidence. But we all have our own issues that we have to work around. Sometimes they're physical, sometimes they're self-manufactured. And what what a wonderful thing for someone to have a cheerleader in you, someone who's educated in school also, really, in how to look at someone and and help them to make the changes that are really going to bring out their shine. Absolutely. And, you know, Hemda, that's odd. Uh, this is something you don't know about me. I had no intention of ever being a hairdresser. This all happened quite accidentally. I was doing, I was in art school at the Cleveland Institute of Art, and then I went to the London Academy of, of Fine Arts. And I was learning about color, you know, how to do a portrait, how to create, you know, realistic looking hair. At Right when I was 22 years old, my father died suddenly, and I had to come back from London, and I needed to make money because my my source was had been cut off through death. So I thought, what can I do? I know I know about hair through painting, so I'll I'll become a cosmetologist and get back to the painting later. So once I did that, I brought all I knew, all I knew about eye color, skin color, and hair color through my art classes, I brought it into the beauty salon and I said, oh, no, 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 you can't have that color because it doesn't go with skin tone and eye color. So I don't think I would know what I know if I hadn't first spent three years in art school. Mm. And then when I got into this, I just loved it because instead of working with a blank canvas, I was working with living canvas. And it's, it's just been a wonderful journey for me. And I still love it. So bringing those technical skills that you learned in art school, where you really had a, a very strong understanding also of the features of the face and, and how to create harmony. Yes. That was really instrumental in you being so effective in this line of work. 
Oh, absolutely. I to- I'm, I'm, and secondly, I'm a curious person. I like to know everything about whatever it is, uh, whether it be cultures, food of, of, of the world. I'm just sort of nosy. And that has also helped me because I find that certain kinds of people have like certain traits are more effective in the workplace and certain traits are more effective in the, in the romantic department. I, I know people that, that drop one boyfriend and next week they have another. Then I know someone else equally as, as appealing or attractive and they go for years between dates. So it's, it's fascinating to me. So you're able to just really be present with someone on whatever ride they're on, whatever preferences they have, whatever life they want to live. For someone listening, wondering how they can find someone like you, are there any suggestions that you might be able to offer? Well, there there is because I'm I'm not really unique. There are a number of me around. There is a website people can go to, and it's AICI.com. And what that is is Association Image Consultants International. It's based here in New York, but there are chapters in every major city and then some not so major all over the U.S. and around the world. The AICI, which is an image consulting organization, always works with hairdressers because sometimes they're the first contact for people. And through the AICI, a lot of companies approach the AICI and then hairdressers like I then get the referral from from those people. So the first place I would go to, and since you have listeners all over all over the place, is to go to your website aici.com and find one in your area, because those are accredited people. They have to they have to have accreditation or they can't belong to that. So that's the place to start. Mm-hmm. I'm listening to you and I'm thinking to myself, we all of us work on change efforts, and sometimes it seems painstaking that there's so much time and details involved in change and patience that's required and adjustments we need to make. And here it sounds like, poof, all of a sudden you have a new look. Is there any adjustment that's required that you've seen when someone makes what could be a dramatic change in, in their hair color and their hairstyle? Well, generally it has to be gradual because it can, there can be some shock involved. So there, there has to be a grab, and there's always, you know, so, there's sometimes some resistance, sometimes a lot of resistance, but, um, in and you know, I don't win every person over, but I have a fairly good track record. And in the case of corporations, this person doesn't really have that much of a choice. It's either do this or you're going to get passed over. It gets down to that. You know, when you're working in a corporation where there are thousands of people, they're not going to tangle for very long with someone that's going to be the head of the company. So those people usually relinquish their power when they're sitting in my chair. So you're listening and thinking about the changes that you might want to make. It might, could be worthwhile considering, well, sometimes we're eager for things to happen. We're eager to shift our lives in a way that we feel more alive, that it's worth considering having some element of a gradual approach if you can. Sometimes we can't. We're in a situation at work where we need to make an immediate change. Otherwise, there, there are going to be consequences for us in our jobs. 
But if you're in a situation where you can take a little bit of time, that it might be worthwhile to really have that discussion about how you can transition to a different look. Absolutely. Gradual is the best way to go. We're going to go to a quick commercial. I'm Hamda Mizrahi, speaking with beauty industry and image consulting expert Colin Lively. When we come back, Colin will debunk some common hair myths. We'll talk a little bit more about hairstyle as well. Stay with us. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. Imagine you hired a designer to redo your kitchen. Working with an expert to meet your needs was such a high. You're enjoying the new feature so much that you're waking up early to write the book that's been in your head for five years. The raised Caesar stone countertop and cushioned back stool are your writer's desk. With this comes the realization that all of the rooms in your home need to be redone to match the level of your kitchen. This scenario demonstrates my approach to executive and lifestyle coaching. It involves understanding what compatibility means to you at different times in relationships, career, nutrition, and other quality of life areas. It's also about elevating your game personally and professionally. Given my multidisciplinary expertise, we can address a range of needs that are critical to your fulfillment and success. I'm Hemda Mizrahi, Managing Director of Life and Career Choices, a global executive coaching and concierge practice. Learn more about my services and contact me through lifeandcareerchoices.com. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Turn the Page with Hemda Mizrahi. Got a question or comment for the show today? Please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to hosthemda at gmail.com. Now, back to Turn the Page. We're back. I'm Hemda Mizrahi, speaking with hairstyling and image consulting expert Colin Lively. We talked about the impact of color in your communication of your image, the effect that you might have on work and your professional presence. And we started to talk a little bit about hairstyle. It would be great to hear more about some suggestions you have along those lines. Well, this is what I, 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 I try to keep people away from trendy uh, because it doesn't last. And then you know, if you think about trendy hairstyles, like go back to the eighties when we when all the women had those standing up bangs, you know, all across the floor. It looked like a I don't know, some kind of a peacock with that heavily sprayed hair. And we don't want to become in the history books with, with the hair style that we have. Right now, let's 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 think about what's trendy. Ombre. Now ombre is that hair color that we see all over the place. It's generally on longer hair, and it's one color about halfway down, and then it becomes suddenly becomes a whole different color for the last third or half. Sometimes that different color is pink, mm-hmm. it's blue, 
uh, we probably want to stay away from that, even if it's trendy right now. In five years, it's going to look very dated, and you're going to look a little silly in that photograph. The other trend I would stay away from, if you're serious about an image, is that haircut that's lopped off on one side and long on the other side or buzzed up all around and then you know pulled back with a ponytail that looks like it's sitting on top of a bald head i would probably stay away <laughs> from that because that will also come back to haunt you in a few okay. years um go with classics or what i call updated classics you know you know classics also can sound old-fashioned that's not at all what i mean but when you talk about classic hair uh, hair through the ages, like, you know, to go back to Hillary Clinton, that's a timeless hairstyle. You know, there, it's, it's a no fuss, no muss, layered haircut, uh, nothing crazy going on. We sort of can't tell, you know, if Hillary's hair was, t- the picture was taken 10 years ago or if it was taken today. And that's always the best look. If you think of other celebrities, the ones that work the best are the ones that are steady with their image that sort of stay with the classic. Um, so if you're in a situation where photographs that have been taken of you years back might come back into the fold, that might be worth considering. Uh, yeah, I, w- <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't <laughs> look at such trendy looks because they will, they will definitely come back to haunt you. You know, like, oh, my God, what was I thinking? You know, every trendy photograph we ever see of ourselves, we always say that. Mm-hmm. So in order not to have that same regret in five years, don't do it today. What about injecting your personality? It's, it's kind of like Picasso had his different stages, right, mm. where you see his work look very different. So uh, along those lines, when we think about the history of our lives, we've been in different stages, we're celebrating different stages of our lives and the growth that occurred. We want to think about our practical goals and we want to also express our personality and our look. So what are some ways that you could go with something that's fairly classic and that is going to really align with your goals at work and then at the same time you're able to express your personality? Well... You know, a hairstyle should always have options, and the the options come through the manner in which it's styled. There are so many ways for a woman to style her hair. Shampoo and let it dry naturally, especially if there's a wave or curl in it. There's blow drying. Blow drying has been around forever. You know, the, the round brush, put the heat on the round brush, then switch it to the cool and to to set the wave. There are flat iron, you know, there are all kinds of ways to, to finish hair. So the style becomes the finish. For example, let's say someone's in the C-suite uh, at a corporation, but, but tonight she wants to go out to a romantic affair, candlelight, maybe a handsome man across the table. She might not want to go out with that simple hairstyle she wore at the office. So I say have some Velcro rollers in your bag, have about four or five hot rollers. They're easy to carry. Throw them in, get wave, you know, wavy kind of over the eye hair like like what Deborah Tannen said was inappropriate for the for the podium. Could be very appropriate for the candlelight dinner. So you, that's the time you might want that flirtatious wave dropping over the one you know one of the eyes and that has to be done just through the styling it's not so much with the haircut although in my consultation if that if 
because people do have a personal life away from the job place. So uh, I talk about that too. You know, where are you in your personal life? And then I make sure that it fits into that also. The most interesting people I work with, Hinda, are the women that have used up a lot of their markers. You know, they've, they've been the bride, the young mother, the empty nester, and now they're the divorcee or widow. I find that woman the most interesting of all to work with because she's really at a crucial point in her life. And some people feel that life, their life has been slowed down or that it's stopped, depending on what they've wanted. Or it's an opportunity to go unencumbered. Imagine a, a life where there is no husband, the kids are gone, and there you are, you know, with, with, a, with an open book to step into your greatness, perhaps greater than you've ever known. You can have the memories of, of, of your past, you can have your children with you, but I, I find just the greatest joy seeing a woman at that point in her life just open up and step into greatness like never before. Oh, and the biggest question, Hemda, is even though I'm over a certain age, can I still wear long hair? That is my favorite and yet most annoying question. Absolutely. If long hair fits your lifestyle and your personality, I don't care what the age is. It, 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 long hair is just fine. I grew up with the myth that over 40 you had to cut the hair off. Well, I don't go along with that at all. Mm-hmm. You're communicating a lot of light, I think, at the end of the tunnel because we're listening to this conversation thinking, okay, I can be strategic about my hair color. I can be strategic about hairstyle. I have these different roles in my life. So if I make a change that satisfies my career objectives, it may not work so well at home. I may not get the best response at home. However, based on what you're describing, there might be a little bit less flexibility around hair color when it comes to career, depending on what you do, of course. Yes. We're, we're thinking along the lines we've been talking more on the C-suite level in yes. this conversation. And then at the same time, based on what you're sharing, it seems that you have a little bit more room to play when it comes to hairstyle. And that's where the folks at home might be more pleased. Yes. You throw throw in those curlers and get a little bit of a softer look. And that's where your creativity can come in and more of your self-expression is in, in the style. And then when you reach a stage in your life where you're not worried anymore about those roles, some of those roles no longer exist for you, that's when you really have an open campus to play. Absolutely. And the woman I just described is her goals are generally not to enter the C-suite. Her goals are different. So um, her choices are also a lot greater. She has many, many more choices into how she can wear her. You know, let's face it, Hemda, most of us are not ever going to be in the C-suite, nor are we ever going to be in the political arena. And yes, I focused on, you know, powerful images. But you can also be, you know, the best sweet little grandma if that's the if that's the next role you want to play and be the best sweet little grandma. I don't run into very many of those these days because uh, that's just not how this generation, the, the people that are becoming baby boomers, it's not how we've ever lived. We, we never viewed ourselves as ever ending up in rocking chairs and most of us are not sitting with them today. <laughs> 
There's a lot of reinvention happening. Oh, right yes. at different stages. I just met someone who's 94 years old, who uh, has been a very well-known, established photographer, and goes into his gallery every single day to work. So, so there's a lot of opportunity. It sounds like for reworking, redoing our styles at different points in our lives. Absolutely, and and uh, everyone has its its pluses and its minuses, and. Uh, Sometimes there is no expiration date on looking and feeling fabulous. You talked about different markers that people may experience in their lives. We've spoken a good amount about career. What about other markers and milestones that you've worked with people around? You've, you've worked with them to make changes in their color and their style related to those markers. Well, yes, we have we have the the typical markers, you know, the girlfriend, the bride, the young mother. Fifty percent of the of the married people become divorcees. Um, there's also things like physical affliction, and that becomes a, a another challenge, and, and it, 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 it's very uh, jarring, and and people start to feel very bad about themselves, and if they look in the mirror, and in addition to already feeling bad and, and concerned about or worried about their future, then it really becomes key to be able to feel at least good about the way you look. And depending on the affliction, and you don't have to be an old person to have an affliction. I've worked with many, many people, and this is, a, this is another harsh reality of life. You know, things happen, and we don't always have control over them. But we always, I always have the ability, the control to do the best for them, uh, whatever, whatever I need to do. Is there a, uh, an example that you could offer? Because I'm curious to hear about the impact that making that kind of change has on people. Well, the most uh, recurrent physical affliction that I run into are people um, dealing with, with cancer because most treatment, most cancer treatment ends up with hair loss, partial or complete. And of course, you know, our, our vanity is attached to our hair. So just imagine you are dealing with not feeling good and worried about your future or even if you're going to have much more time to live and then looking in the mirror and seeing yourself bald so I, I derive again great joy from working with that client in getting the right you know, hair the right wig because some of them can look marvelous um, and then no, hair always grows back it always grows back, but at the time, people think, "Oh, I'm going to be bald forever." And again, a lot of people re- recover from cancer. It, it's not always a, a, a death warrant. So that's another client that I personally derive a lot of—I don't want to use the word pleasure—satisfaction. And uh, we go wig shopping. We turn it into a fun affair. We even throw on a couple of crazy wigs <laughs> to get them to laugh, and then we settle on the serious one and I can always get it to look just like just like she wants to look and does that mean that you take a wig and you restyle it yes yes uh, 
you know, and a, the right wig doesn't look like a wig. You know, people say, oh, well, I can always tell a wig. No, you can only tell the bad wigs or the wigs that aren't correct for for that person. And, and then, of course, you, oh, yes, that's a wig, but I can show you photographs of wigs you would never in a, in a million years know that uh, this person is wearing one. So whatever your circumstance is, where, wherever you are in your life, whatever shifts you're going through, I guess we don't all think about hair as a way that we can make some fairly quick changes to give ourselves a lift. Well, I always think about hair, <laughs> and I'm looking at your hair, and I'm thinking how perfect it is for oh, you. That's because with, you styled it. <laughs> with your brown eyes and, and your raven color. It's just perfect. I'm looking at the perfect image, and it's friendly hair, just like you are. Thank you for that. Are there any other thoughts that you might want to share as someone's listening in? Some of us are more mindful around our hair, our style, our color. And, you know, maybe one practical issue is for those of us who are more wash and go, mm -hmm. for those of us who are listening, thinking, I'm going to have to learn how to style my hair in easy ways. Do you have any do you have any suggestions for keeping it easy and simple? I always keep it easy and simple. No one should be encumbered by high maintenance hair. Um, so depending on the hair and the level of talent and the amount of time a person puts into their their beauty ritual, I come up with with a solution. The I do like hot rollers because they're quick. And especially if, if you want some kind of lift or movement, five hot rollers in your hair for five minutes, you know, quickly blow dry the hair, throw in the hot rollers, do the makeup, pop out the hot rollers, run your fingers through it, and you're out the door. So it it's very quick and easy. Um, if someone has wavy hair, curly hair, I try to keep it like a, as much of a natural dry as possible. I had to stay away from the stretching of the hair and the, and the flat irons, which a lot of curly-haired people want because they haven't embraced their curly hair, but I ultimately get them to embrace their curly hair. Mm. Simple, simple upkeep. So sometimes it actually works the opposite direction. You're not trying to convince someone to change what nature gave them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're actually... Encouraging them to embrace. Yes, yes, absolutely. You know, I grew up at a time when we weren't supposed to have curly hair. You know, I, I was a, a surfer boy, but I had a big head of, of tossly curls. I used to pre I used to flatten my hair with with styling gel and let it dry half a day, and then I would end up with straight hair for about you know ten minutes, and it would start to curl up again. But I grew up kind of ashamed of my curly hair, um, because you know a time in history is also important. It just wasn't cool, mm. but now it is very cool. So we're talking about context. So here's a, a message of hope for all of us that if we're in situations where we really need to modify what we're doing because of the context that we're in, we shouldn't lose grace around it that there'll be a time when we can go a little bit crazier and yes. express ourselves more freely. Every head of hair is the perfect head of hair yeah. for that person wearing it. That's a beautiful note to wrap our conversation around. Thank you so much for these wonderful insights. You definitely have taken us deeper into the topic of hair, I think more deeply than many of us have a mindfulness around. And quality of life really is so much about having that self-awareness and 
the solutions that are available to us, really look, looking at what's accessible to us. Thank you, Hinda, for having me. If you'd like to learn more about Colin's work and to contact him, please go to colinlively.nyc. That's C-O-L-I-N-L-I-V-E-L-Y dot N-Y-C. And we have another spin on the topic of being at your best. During next week's show, Linda Novick, an international artist and Kripalu yoga teacher, will talk about how tuning into your body and emotions can help you make the best choices for yourself day to day. Linda will share techniques that have been transformative for her art and yoga students, regardless of age or level of mobility. You'll learn why being physically active doesn't mean that you're in touch with your body. Talk to you next week, and remember to make the grass greener where you are. I'm Hemda Mizrahi with Turn the Page. Thank you for tuning in to our program. Turn the Page can be heard live every Friday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until next week's show, enjoy your weekend and make one change in your life before then. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.